You're listening to Lead TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight is the season finale of Into the Badlands. This was episode 10 or chapter 16 or whatever you want to call it. Wolf's Breath, Dragonfire. Is what we want to call it. That's what it was titled as. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that is what we want to call it. I love and, the name. <laughs> um, Makes no sense, but... I'm, I, I don't want to waste any time. Give me some opinions here. What do we, what do we think about the finale? Uh, I actually really enjoyed this episode. I, I know y'all may have some flaws with it and stuff like that. And there's some nitpicking can be done, but all around fun to me. Um, I mean, I thought it was really enjoyable. I had a lot of fun throughout the episode, but there was just a lot of plot holes in it. I was surprised by some decisions made, which sometimes surprises are good and bad. Yep. Um, I think there were some decisions made that are going to be hard to come back from. And so I'm curious to how that's going to go. Um, the episode itself ran pretty fast, which I like, you know, a fast paced episode. But there was a lot of technical flaws in this one for me. And that really kind of overshadowed it a lot for me so i entertaining good pace is about the best i can go with it on that there was just a lot of things i was like i wish that i wish this you know but none of it was because the story was wrong or out of a point or anything like that i think it was just i only have one bad scene that really stuck out to me the rest of it i could let slide yeah Okay, well, we're going to dive right in and get into it, and then I want to make some predictions at the end about where we think the story's going to go, what this means for each character, and so on. So we'll just kind of do that towards the end, I think. Sounds good. um, But the episode starts out with one of the really cool visual effects. Now, I will say this episode really did kind of bring back the the setting as an extra character, and I really was impressed with that. I mean, I love how we started out with the, the Misty Woods, and, you know, the visual effects and all that stuff were pretty sweet. Um, and then you see him basically get to Waldo's shed, um, which cool. I mean, where did you find these places to do this I filming? No I mean, you know, you can tell this place was not built for this scene. They found it. You know what I mean? Maybe added some stuff to it. Yeah, yeah they, they just added a crate here. Yeah. And uh, just really, really cool. I thought that was a really neat effect. I'm happy they went through the detail of showing you Waldo's shed and going through all that. Um, and now we know Waldo wasn't lying like we thought last time that Waldo set him up in a trap. No, he was really trying to help him out with the yeah. shed. So Super weak lock on this bad boy. Oh my God, the most ridiculous thing. <sighs> well, you know, I'll be honest with you. Speaking from truth, I learned this when I worked as a, uh, as a coach at another school. Is like These guys showed me, they, they took a, a, a hammer or they took a little bar. And, a bat, and you can almost take out any master lock by doing the same thing. Really? I mean, it's serious. I mean, it's like they are so weak. And so when you saw this, the one thing I did like about it is it was a really cool-looking antique lock. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I thought was a neat detail. No, I agree. But he does like a half-hearted... Yeah, half I mean, it wasn't a thing. swing. Yeah. I, he let do, gravity do all the work. Should we have needed at least two or three hits before this thing breaks? Or was the one swift death move, you know, good enough? I wanted at least you know like I mean? four. I, mean, <laughs> I want at least a sledgehammer hit. You know, if you know what I mean? Or, or don't make it a hit. Make it like a pry. Yeah. You know, remove the latch, not the lock. Yeah, you know, I, I can go like with that. that. I mean, yeah. But no, I mean, it didn't even... Like I said, that's a did, nitpick. Yeah, but. it didn't phase me. Go inside. We find the cool-ass bike. I love this bike. You know, it. 
you added a little bit more chrome and metal to it. Not really chrome, but like shiny metal and this, that, or so mm-hmm. on. It's like we plucked it from The Walking Dead, Daryl's first bike. You know, very similar to it. You know, I love that it had the all-terrain tires on the front. And, you know, it was a really cool piece. I like that. Did any alarms start going off in your head when he came back on the motorcycle? Well, it was a clear callback to the beginning of yeah. the first episode. very first episode. Um, yeah. Well, to me it was, there's no way that Vale's getting out of this. Because there's no way you're getting a baby and her away on a motorcycle. You know, that didn't, that didn't really cross my mind at all. I just thought it was a cool callback to the beginning of the show. When they did the overhead shot of him driving down the street, you know, I was like, legitimate, just, hey, remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I felt like the episode was an encompassing episode of that, the very first episode, you see Sonny in his ultimate rare form of just being an ultimate badass, taking 10, 12 people out, and he is on a mission to go to Quinn single-handedly, so we're probably going to be doing the exact same thing. And so, I thought it was cool they made those correlations and brought it back to where it was, like he was at full you know full power you know what do you want to call it you know? even in the red clipper uniforms so. yeah exactly so i mean I, I i really enjoyed this part i thought it was really cool that they it was kind of a throwback to what it was um then we get the dark side of quinn where he's like you know i'm this is my family now yeah, i'm gonna protect you know talking to veil and you know, they show several scenes of him being the father figure and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, they, did they beat it to death too much? Did they do it, you know, too many times of him going down there and talking and doing all that stuff? I more or less just don't understand, like, why he's so obsessed with Henry. Yeah, why is he so adamant, you know? I, have, I can't figure this part out. I don't know either. Um my wife was with me and she was like okay yeah we've seen the whole i'm your daddy thing now you know let's keep moving you know and i was like just so creepy it is that i mean like he is comfortable watching it or anything and he's doing a great job but i just hate that his talent's being used on that i was super happy to see him in full battle garb though yes it was good to see him back um it cuts away and we get the scene of the widow tending to her busted lip, you know, which I was happy to see that they kept, you know, some of her bruises and face and all that stuff like that. And Waldo comes in, you know, just tell me she's alive. And, you know, of course in the preview, they were kind of making it like there was a chance she wasn't, you know, I was like, blah, blah. We we knew. She's not dying from a kick to the head. Yeah. No. Um, you know, basically she calls him out, you know, you're a survivor. You want to be a Baron, this and that, so on. Were y'all were y'all surprised by his reaction to this? Mm, no, because, I mean, his reaction is still on the fence. Like, he hasn't... Well, I mean, he was said, I'm done, I'm out. And then she's like, don't you want to be barren? And he, you know, the wheels right stopped moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> he pumped the brakes, you know? I mean, those wheels can be greased. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think it was more telling later on in the episode when he doesn't go with Tilda and Baji and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I feel like he is sticking around for that possibility in a way. Well, I think she said it best. You're a survivor and you make decisions that mean you survive longer. You know, if that means that sticking around here and possibly a becoming a baron or a like that, that, that it gives you an opportunity to stay in your position instead of, you know, fighting for scraps out there in the wilderness, you know. In a wheelchair. In like, a I wheelchair, mean, no matter. Like exactly. Big... So, um, I mean, she's got him in a you know rock in a hard place situation. So I mean, totally see where that's going. You know, does you know makes total sense to me. Um, Plus, it'd be really cool to see him as a Baron. Mm-hmm. I think 
you know. Yeah. Hard to believe, possibly, because you're talking about a crippled person. Like, once again, like, why do Clippers, you Well, know, it's nothing against a cripple. I just think it's a situation where is that most of your people who are legit barons are also one of your most formidable foes personally. Well, no, Waldo can handle his business. No problem. Yeah, but, but he doesn't. He's not perceived as a threat because he's in a wheelchair. True. Yeah, in a way, it's all about perception. We, you, you, us, the viewer, know he's lethal and deadly as all get out. But if you, you know, if you're thinking about the Clippers in this kind of environment, you look at the widow and you look at him in a wheelchair. You know, it's just natural. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's, it's, it's bullcrap. But I mean, you know, that's just a reality of it. Especially when you're in this kind of environment, when it's more barbaric and you fight for what you get, and, you know, it's not like you go to the supermarket, you know, and you buy what you want, you know. True. But, I mean, he has been a regent before, and so, like, I feel like he can command respect just off of wards and everything. I, I think he would command respect for clippers, but cogs, you know, which are basically slaves and yeah. stuff like that, I think you'd have more trouble with them. Very possible. You know what I mean? Very, very possible. Either way, this is all hypothetical. Very yeah. hypothetical. That's for the next, that's for the end of it. All right, so what do you think of Quinn's speech to his men down in the galley? But Loved you know, it. he dips his sword and you know, didn't, he gets in fire. Didn't like making the fiery sword, but the whole speech and everything yet again I was ready to fight for Quinn. He's just, you know, he's, he's so very good. poetic, you know. The sword dipping and turning blue. So I've watched this like 3 or 4 times like is this just CG? Is there a practical here? I think it's a practical effect. If you look, when I you saw look it, very the careful. Stuff, there's like red strips on the blade. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but I well, think it's something that will light. Well, it was there was decoration on the blade that had the red spots on it. I remember that from other episodes. If you watch this video, there's a little there's a scene where the thing's on fire, and it looks like there's a source of the flame right above the hilt of the handle, like where it comes out and goes up the flame up the sword. That'd be pretty cool. You know, I mean. You couldn't tell unless you were looking really, really hard, in which, who cares? I thought it was pretty neat. Did not expect Lydia to come out there and just denut him with the, her little speech, but come to find it really, you know, really doesn't. They all know that it's wired for bombs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're the last one to figure this out. Yeah. Um, if it's not worth dying for, was it what he said? Yeah. Um, God, his speech, you know. If you don't die, if for you're not it, willing you to die to live, if you're not willing to die for it, you can't live for it, or something like it's, that. Yeah, something to that effect. Yeah, something to that. You know, and so then he's like, "All right, take her away and make sure she digs her own grave and stuff." She's earned that respect. <laughs> that I was respect. like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I don't want that respect." Like, just someone go ahead. Yeah, and- really. Um, yeah, that, that was just kind of like what you know. It was a great closing line. Yeah. Yeah, and the digging grave part later. We're gonna have a long chat about. Um, so the widow comes back and she starts talking, pruning this um, ghost lily. I think is what it's called. Yeah, you know, people travel miles around just to see one bloom, and whatever. she's got like three of them. And I'm just like, okay, and and so MK comes to a revelation with her, you know. Basically, you're only as good as you will help me get my power back, which means you have to have your power back. Mm-hmm. Which we've made that known and so on. Not a fan of putting the garden shears to my throat. You know, I'm just. Did we I mean, feel for a second this was a potential of any type? I mean, realistically. No. But I, I don't feel like MK has much 
that he's like living for. Honestly, I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, I saw like, Sunny and Vale. I don't think he and Asma. well, yeah, because I mean, old Tilda kind of broke him down. You exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, congrats. I for found you. somebody that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might not like Prefer it. Prefer the scissor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I, you know, I see this as M, this is MK play. You yeah. know what I mean? My wife's like, whatever. Put the shears down. I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, you know. I like to bounce stuff off of her because you know she looks at things way differently than we do. Um, brings Baji in. Baji kind of does his job of kind of BSing around the thing. We're a team. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. You know, and were you surprised that MK looked so hurt about everything Baji yeah, was saying? I was I mean, like, why are you surprised by this by now? Yeah, I mean, like he wasn't much on board with a lot of things. You know. Throughout the whole entire thing, you know, and I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, the last two episodes of Baji have just kind of been shaking my head, you know, because they really twisted where, you know, what his, what his purpose is and who he is. And, I, you know, it's just made the muddy water to me. And so I'm really curious how, how they're going to really bring him back to be the guy that you really enjoyed and was playful and so on. Cause I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that, but I do think he's going to be, like up there, main character wise is Sonny. If he's not the main character by the beginning of next season, yeah. See, huh. I don't think he's muddy. I, I like. No, I'm just talking about like. I think they've muddied the water with what his intentions are with everything, and who his relationships are. I mean, like for a second, you know, he's very loyal, then he's not, and then he's very loyal with somebody else. He's not. Well, no, I want this. I'm not. Well, I mean, he's, back uh, and forth. You know, don't get me wrong. He's an opportunist. Yeah, I, definitely I, I, may, I think it's that. more of that than ever being loyal. You know, but. You know, I missed the quick whip and sarcastic and, you know, um, I, I miss that banter, you know. And when he's not with Sonny, we we miss a lot of that banter. Mm-hmm. We miss the other characters. I hate to say he's one of those characters where if he's not with one or two other people, he's not as enjoyable, especially by himself, with what they've given him dialogue and story-wise. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed him by himself in this episode in that solo fight. Solo fight? Yeah. It was him in the uh, second command, the uh, right hand man or something. Oh, you're talking about when he's in the barber yeah, shop. Sidekick. Oh, sidekick. yeah, sidekick. That's what yeah. It was. I couldn't remember the. Yeah, word. we're going to talk about the second command who makes a he reappearance all of a sudden. Um, Liddy goes and digs her hole, impressively deep, wide, yes. no sweating. Like I, I've single dug, shovel. Dug many of holes in my life. Pretty sure it's a flat pretty. shovel. By the way, it was a flat shovel. Yeah. And that right there was one of the, that was the first flaw in the scene <laughs> because anybody out there who's ever dug with a flat shovel, you ain't digging no hole. No. Unless that is just quicksand you're shoveling out of there. You ain't uh, digging no, that or she was digging so hard that it just wore the nub <laughs> off the front of it to make it flat, but negative. No. She uh, would have no soul left on her foot. No. Um, she would snap her feet in half. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first womp, womp, womp. So then. All right, he gives her what is this? This little figurine. It's of a, per- a totem. It's totem. Is this of the people she's from? Yeah, the totemites. The totemites. Okay. Um, how did homeboy know she was from that? Is that something that was common knowledge? I it think it's probably so. common knowledge. Okay, I'm cool with that. So she takes this shovel, mm-hmm. smokes him, smokes the other guy, and then. And I mean, right then, this is the first scene. I was like, oh, bullshit. No way. <laughs> Takes the shovel impales and, his and head. impales his head where you see the shovel come out part of his skull. Yep. I 
almost wanted to throw my remote at the TV. I was like, no, they did not take Lydia, gorgeous actress who maybe 137 pounds soaking wet with this dress on, is going to be able to take this shovel and put it through a human skull. Flat shovel at that. Through his face. Yes. I mean, she couldn't dig the dirt with that flat shovel. You're not going to put it through somebody's face and out the side of their head. And how sad is that this is the regent for Quinn, who's been gone for four episodes, (laughs) and he takes one lick, lays down, and then takes the the impalement to the face with a shovel. And also, knowing that Sonny's coming, and he sends this guy off to go a, a simple errand. Kill her, put her in the hole she digs. It's like, man, you're not very important. They no. put some emphasis on you for, for no reason. Yeah, for no I reason. I want to know what this actor did to get shat on like he did. Because <laughs> he was gone for several episodes and then gets shat on this episode. Killed with a flat shovel. Yeah, I don't know. Brutally killed I feel like this guy shovel. did burn a bridge yeah. somewhere. Somewhere. Because, man, my man disappeared off screen for a while. So we'll give you your big break, you know, big screen time, and then nothing. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've listened to some podcasts. Your your limp is killing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. all your credibility. Uh, yeah, these are guys at Bleed TV who have basically said that you are not what they envisioned <laughs> as an assassin. Uh, if anything, you have a bowling physique, and you need to start balding to make it work better. Uh, oh my goodness! You know. Um, so yeah, of course Lydia's on the run. You know, guys following. And, of course, guess what happens next scene? The preview ruined it for us because Sonny throws his dagger, a very large dagger, by the way, right through the homeboy's skull. You can't call this a dagger. That's a sword. This is a mini machete. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Badass, though. Oh, super cool. Because it wasn't what I was expecting. No. They were, like, walking at each other. I was waiting for them to, like, pull out the big-ass sword and just waylay him. Yeah. Or, like the original fights... It was more fighting. Yeah, well, yeah it was like, I don't have to have a weapon to dominate you all. Remember, he was dropping them on their heads. Mm-hmm. That's something I do really, really miss from the first episode is, is that he was deadly with nothing. Yeah, remember, he went into it with like no weapons. I don't yeah, need a weapon. There was a scene yeah, in the first episode where he took, took it off. Yeah, yeah, somebody's first... leg and wrapped him around it where he's you know, kissing his own feet. And he takes an arm and wraps it. I mean, just mm-hmm. brutal. Uses the trees yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, bring that back. That stuff was awesome. Yeah, you know, we've it. seen the sword with the loops on it. We Although, got it. We got it. I mean, they did a great job with that sword this episode, and I've been complaining about it the whole time. Yeah, it finally had a purpose for yes. the rings. Finally. Anyway. All right. So he saves Lydia. You know, hey, the place is wired. You're going into a death trap. You know, okay. I'm still going. Yeah. You know. Changes nothing. Thanks for yeah, the heads up. I just realized that. Here's my super elaborately carved, beautiful mini sword. <laughs> yeah, really. For whatever you find in the woods, right? Yeah, I would We're, love a bear to just attack her all of a sudden, just <laughs> rip her apart. <laughs> yeah, At this point, just I think limbs going everywhere. God. <laughs> I think she should be screaming the revenant. The yeah, I know it, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, they really want to get surprised, you know? Yeah, right? really. <laughs> just start killing characters right and left. Just taking stuff back. All right. It cuts back over to Baji in his cell, and we find that we see Tilda Leg on the ground. Okay, now how about this amount of blood on the tile floor? We're talking; it is pulled down. It's in the crevices, like that, all coming from her face. Whew. Bad stuff. And then yeah. She coughs up a she lungful. Cough, she coughs up a lungful, and then my next BS moment. Very next thing she starts talking, 
Them pearly whites are gorgeous. There's not a lick of blood in her mouth or even on her lips after she coughed up a half a lung of blood. And I was like, um, yeah. There wasn't no toothpaste. There wasn't no water. No nothing. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I was rewinded. I was like, really? I mean, I know, that, I know you're like, all right, she spit it out. They went and washed her mouth out. Now it's time to do your scenes. You know, wherever, can you imagine what that stuff tastes like? You know, my understanding is corn syrup with it's red dye syrup. and stuff. Sounds delicious. Probably on a sugar high, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, well, no, uh, it's just a continuity thing. They probably filmed this a couple times, and then the editor just missed, oh, this is the time we filmed it, and she didn't have the dye in her mouth. Right. You know, it just gives you a little something. It, was, it happens. It, it happens. Don't get wrong. Um. And then, of course, the, my leg's busted. You slide that over. And he's like, you expect that shit to work? <laughs> it was a little good comedy there. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, uh, Odessa comes and saves the day. And, all right, my next problem. He goes, why don't you go ahead and tell her what you did? Did Bachi know that she got turned in by Odessa? Yeah, I think Odessa was there when the widow came out. Yeah, yeah the but there was episode. never expressly. Well, I mean, I think he was able to put two and two together. That okay. She well, I, I was kind of curious about that because, like, he didn't know he was being eavesdropping in the barn. I'm know? pretty sure that they revealed that she. Okay. Well, it, it it's plausible. Yeah, I just kind of thought it was strange. Uh, they get outside. They're getting in the truck. Tilda looks like death, and homeboy in his little, you know, like what kind of cap is that? Is it? Um, it's a Brillo cap. Or what, you know, the hat he has, the short bill. Bolo. Bolo. Yeah, I knew it was. And I, I wasn't a fan of this entire dialogue. It was almost even unnecessary. It wasn't almost unnecessary. It, it was. And to me, it's like, get in the truck, and as you're getting ready to leave, have Walter roll up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then have this dialogue. You know, hey, Tinkerbell, be careful. You know, look out, da-da-da-da. This guy in the conversation, complete scratch this. This is where the editor misfired. We didn't need him. I think yeah. it was only there just to tell us that Waldo might be siding with Sonny. Still over the yeah, window. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, but, like I said, it just didn't feel needed. Just Wildo kill this guy. Yeah, really. I mean, pull a dagger out of your spoke and take this homo out, you know? And make them take the body. Like, it's yeah, simple. really. I uh, get more frustrated with the fact that people can hotwire cars just by tearing these wires out of the bottom. Where are they getting these wires? I'm telling you, I don't know what this is. But there was this, like jumbled, nasty wire and then a, a, a single wire. And he's just... Cranks yeah. right up. Well... I That's just, a Hollywood hot wire. I've just never, <laughs> never seen that underneath. No, me neither. I don't know. It's, it's a great question. I, I would love to see if that's even really how I that would go. I would love to see a car thief just be like, hey, how do you actually hot wire a car? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Like, is it actually right there in every single car where you just kind of pop that little part out? So I guess no one thought to change this after you know they see the movie. Like, hey guys, <laughs> yeah, really. do you think we should change? This Obviously, battery? this is a bad idea. Leave this here. Yes. Matter of fact, leave it there. But attach it to the battery where they they fry themselves every time <laughs> yeah, they try really. it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a death strap in your automobile. <laughs> um, also known as GM General Motors. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, <laughs> low blow. We're not affiliated with any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. There's a scene where the widow and MK are walking outside and we realize they've made the transition from winter, from you know spring, summer to winter. And we have the really cool snowflakes coming down. Of course, they're wearing dark outfits, which really highlights these are, you know, hitting them. Mm-hmm. The, the grounds are really, you know, 
everything's turned brown and so on. Um, love the, absolutely love the setting. Um, what do you think about her deal? She proposed, you know what I mean? You, you know, we're going to give you your power back and you can try to use it to kill me. But if you don't, you're mine. And he agrees. I don't understand that. I don't understand that either. I do, I'm, I'm trying to understand what the significance here, or what she actually has on him. It seemed like it flipped. She's like, well, he's like, well, if you give me my power back, I'm going to use it to kill you. But then it's like, she's like, fine, you can try. But then it's like the deal flipped at the end where she's like, well, let's fight now. And if you beat me, fine. But if I beat you, I own you and then we can do the power change. That's what it sounded like at the end to me. But it does. I don't think that's what they implied. It just was all marbled the up. Way, the garbage. way it was delivered was confusing. And like I said, I was talking to my wife and she goes, what just happened? I don't understand what the initial, what does he have to gain? You know, Nothing, because he doesn't want the power. He doesn't want it, but now he has to do it. But then if he uses it and gets loses, he's her slave. And even if he wins, he killed a pointless person, which is... And he still what? has his power back. And we, So he's a lose-lose-lose-lose situation. Yeah. And so, I, unless I just completely misunderstood this whole deal, I have not the foggiest. You know, and then I was thinking, all right, well, if he gets his power back, does that mean he can use it for good or control? I'm just like, I don't know. I never heard her express that you can be taught to control it or that was something that was going to be a part of it or anything, but... You know, she talked about trying to be able to control it. Yeah, I mean, she. we know she didn't get to the point of training to where she could control it. Right. Because she still had to cut herself to do it. So, I'm just... It really, really confused me. Really, really confused me. And... Yeah, I, here, think, I think the words just put together were a little confusing. Here was my next problem with this thing. And this might be ticky-tack, whatever you want to call it. Imagine that. If it's snowing outside, mm -hmm. it's probably cold, right? Because they were dressed pretty heavily yeah right you think so you know even later on there's a scene where sonny has a baby outside and you know they do all that kind of stuff and he's walking through any y'all ever noticed that you never saw their breath when it's cold outside even in 32 degree weather you know which would we have to happen you know or pretty close to it for snow to be coming you would see the person's breath as they're talking or moving or anything of that nature just a little detail. Throwing it out there, it was on social media, you know, and I noticed it as well. You know, it's fair criticism. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it. It's ticky. Don't get me wrong, but for something that has been so good on continuity and detail, I thought it was missed. Kind of. Well, no. plus seeing the breath is always a cool effect, anyway. I'm with you. I mean, like if you're if you're going to the detail to show all these potato flakes falling. Yes. Okay. I mean, you're really you're going to do it then. Go through the go, go go. Give me a little bit on that as well. I mean, you're not yeah. even going the extra mile. You're just doing. Just imagine it. if you're watching a scene of them talking mm -hmm. to each other, and you see that expelling. It makes that it's even more. I mean, you go through the expense of making the woods look as misty as they did. I don't think it's a big reach to make them look like you no, can see the you know the smoke coming. You know, I mean, you definitely make a great point with this. I mean, so that's just where I'm at. Um, so, like we talked about, Sonny finally makes his way. Just drives right up to the front door. Rolls on in like he owns the joint. Again, really cool snow effect. The the yeah. cool effect is like out of this world on a lot of these sunny scenes. And like you said, just walking in, he owns every bit of this frame. He does. He really does. Another really cool thing I was that 
I really liked about this is that he drove in, he parks it right there, walks in. I looked at the ground. You can tell this was like a first shot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't done ten times where you see car where you see multiple tire tracks on the ground where let's do it again, you know, or whatever. I saw all that looked really, really good. He rolls in and within seconds of him walking in, they were waiting on him. Yeah, I hated it. I I was really kind of surprised by that, you know, that all these guys with Already flaming arrows were already ready. Flaming arrows were a big. Could we have somebody as a lookout? Motorcycle coming, get ready, give me something. Because instead of them just magically appear with thirty flaming arrows waiting on them at the door. The only thing I could think of that would have been tipped off was his men hadn't come back yet, but they were having one woman dig this hole. So by no means were you expecting a fact. I asked my wife about this. She goes, "Well, maybe they heard the motorcycle." I thought that was a possibility. I think until you have third, fourth mic. Yeah, (laughs) you know. But I'm just putting it out there that still that's thin to me. I would say it's plausible until we have thirty flaming arrows all at once, ready to go in crossbows. Right, flaming bolts. Flaming bolts. Right. Which? (laughs) How do you even? Is it easier to make a bolt? Like an arrow kind of made sense to me, but a bolt? I don't know. The bottom line is, is that. It went to that. It went to the Walking Dead syndrome mm-hmm. of let's do it. We have the really cool scene, but let's don't worry about how we got to it. Yeah, it's coincidences. Yeah. And, so that's the part that like don't do that. Don't do that. That stuff drives me nuts. I mean, the other part was flaming arrows were the worst decision in the world. You're in the dark. Let's let him see what we're throwing at him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's got a little point to it. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it was that situation where you want the rule of cool to outweigh it. But it didn't yeah, to me. Not it, it didn't. I mean, especially since we already saw the flaming. Sword. And then he's there with baby in tow, which Creepy. I thought was interesting. You know, um, but it did kind of set up the the creative emotion. Were y'all surprised that he turned and did his? I'm gonna put it out there. His terrible scream. You know his, ah, and he, you know runs charges at the, all you know the arrows. Um, I mean, I I'm gonna be honest with you, Daniel Wu and his screaming. It's terrible. Let me see your war face. <laughs> I mean, I mean, exactly. The war face. I mean, you've got to stop doing it. He is such, such the badass. Emotional actor, he is not. No. Yeah. When he, does, when he does the least amount of talking and the least amount of it like that or so on when it comes to a fight scene, it comes off so much better. Not to say he's a bad actor. I'm just saying like when he's in these kind of situations – the reason he's so badass is because he's so yeah, calm, cool, calm, and collective. Yeah. His composure and so on. And so the one thing I was happy about is that he starts running at him with emotion and he gets hit by a few bolts. I was like, yes, because you went out there with emotions like Waldo tells you to yeah. quit doing. I mean, and this is what happened. You get careless. I was okay with it, except for the fact of the spinning side flip. <laughs> I, I, I had no interest in seeing it once or three times. Um, and so I'm going to put another thing out there. This crossbow... How far do you think these guys are away from Sonny? Give or take. 100 feet max. Max. No. I'm calling I'm closer. I'm calling 50 feet. I'm calling 50, 60. It just say fair. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. If these are crossbows, which I'm going to say are the same type of caliber that can penetrate a bus, okay? Do you think that thing sticks in him three inches? No. And he pulls it out? Well, these also have a rounded tip on them. Because they have a, they're holding a flaming rag on it. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying there is a big fat blunt object stopping it from penetrating like it normally would. 
even slowing the speed of it like it normally would. Let me ask you a question. If you took a bolt, even if it went in an inch and a half into your thigh, that's into your quad muscle that's flaming, and you pull it out, are you going to have a limp for a while? Yeah, you're running on pure adrenaline, though. Okay. They're trying to save your child from a creepy... Okay. All right, I'll go with that, but... I, I'm just saying. I mean, this bolt, they were coming at him. Don't worry. Grown. We're going to have a long talk about penetration when this episode comes <laughs> Yes, yeah. we are. But I mean, right. as you're talking about these bolts, uh, say like 60, 70, because they're reloading flaming bolts into these? Yes, they did reload, and they continue to shoot. And then they... All right. Here's my next problem. So then Quinn gets his one. You know, and it's just a singular shot ready to come at him. And he doesn't. And he shoots this ginormous bomb. I'm talking it is bigger than a human in the corner of the ceiling here. I mean, it is a Henry city. I mean, the the only thing. I mean, it's like the Manhattan Project was hanging up there (laughs) at the corner. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking it hits this thing and it is like watching some small fireworks go off right beside him. Really put Henry in danger. Yeah, considering <laughs> the explosions we have seen in the past yes. from a couple canisters strapped to a chest. In this very exact location. Yeah, coming from the same thing. That explosion pack that he put on his chest, which had like, what, three or four canisters that were like Coke bottles? Yeah. Okay? Not even. Yeah. This thing had like <laughs> welding tubes up there. They were so large. <laughs> and it hits it and has less effect than it doesn't even concuss Sonny, who looks like he's less than 10 feet away from yeah. it. Yeah. I was pissed that this is what they decided to go with. And not only that, it doesn't kill Sonny from 15 feet, but it is strong enough to bring down giant concrete pillars on top of him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Slabs. I was like, stop what? it. Stop it. Like, even the leading up to it, I, I was upset because Quinn just clearly turns his entire body to shoot this thing. Now, homeboy can move fast enough to jo- dodge these things at 30 paces, okay? Mm-hmm. He can't do a single flip when this thing shoots sideways or something like that to get out of, you know, cl- away from it at all. Or to even turn around to look to see what he's aiming at. I just... Uh, I don't know. They just, just whole deal. And then for the stones to fall perfectly for Baji to be able to just slide him right on out like the, nothing was on his leg. Nothing was holding this. It was just, let me grab you. Let me dust you off. Hold on. Hold on a second there, man. You Will right? me, Riggs. Yeah. Will me. <laughs> Will me, Riggs. <laughs> cool. I like that. Yeah. Second time. Lethal weapon before. Call back. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> Will me. And uh, so, I mean... That this whole Sequence deal was a travesty, a travesty of cinema. Outside of him walking in, this yeah. entire thing it was, was a fantastic until the arrow showed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. The the plausibility of everything was whack, but rule of cool wise, when he's deflecting him, he does get hit in the chest. He does get hit in the leg. I like the accuracy there. It's not like stormtroopers or every other military people you see when they're aiming at a real character. Where they just miss constantly. Yeah, where he just yeah. I, I I would have hated it if he was just like ducking, weaving, <laughs> yeah. y'all could moving see, like it's a you know like a moonwalk dance coming at him. You know, if y'all could have seen the uh, acting portrayed by Zach there <laughs> as, as he's dodging these arrows, 
Personally, I think I could have dodged at least three before I took 17 in the chest. Eesh. Eesh. <laughs> I would have looked like a pin cushion when they were done with me. Yeah. You'd look like yeah. that bus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> in more fat? ways than one. Is that a fat, oh. is that a fat uh, joke? <laughs> it's a double joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'll kick your ass later. But anyway. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, Tony's down. And everybody goes back to partying. Don't worry about it. he's under the rubble. Yeah. Don't go over there and him. make sure he's dead. Don't go over there and put a blade in him and make sure it's said and put done. Put a shovel in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new weapon of choice. Yeah. Into the Badlands. Deadliest weapon. Flat shovel. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> Set your arsenal up now. I can't do shit with a flat shovel. Yeah. So. I mean. Chicks buy it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It was like everyone's like, hey, guys, did we leave the oven on? Is something going on down there? Yeah. No, no, we'll kill him later. Yeah, he's good. Leave him there. He's in his own tomb. He's marinating. <sighs> Gosh. All right, so they go back down there, and you get this veil at the door. I mean, motionless, emotionless, you know. She pulls on the door handle a little bit. Yeah. It was just kind of like, it's like she was in a glass coffin right there. You know, yeah. it was kind of creepy. And, you know, Quinn doesn't even say, just gives her a look. Mm. He's gone. Me. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I double checked. I made sure I checked his pulse. He's dead. Yeah, he, he's gone. It's all good. Henry's mine. And, um, of course, Baja gets dropped off in the snow. And, of course, makes his way down there. Finds him rather easily. Rolls really up in the... good Baja running scene. Man. Man. Is that what that is? That's all. It's running? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Baji and running are not the same That sounds like a waddle. It's like a, a light penguin. skip. <laughs> I don't know if Baji can put his hands together. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Let's be honest. We saw Baji do a clear backflip in this episode. No, no, no. It was a front sideways somersault in midair. Sorry. My bad. Side flip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, it was great stunt double because he lost double. 70 pounds in the scene. <laughs> stunt double was pretty clear in that one. Uh no, yeah, I mean, we're not even there yet. Let's no. there. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so Baji, just like I said, moves one little rock, slides him on out, dusts him off. Y'all good? I'm good. You know, don't worry. He, he probably can't hear anymore because of the explosion. It was 10 feet away. <laughs> um, he should have half of a face if he does have. It should be like a Breaking Bad, the chicken yeah. man. He should be walking around with skull exposed. From spoiler the alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if it's still a spoiler alert, shame on you. Yeah, that really. is not on yeah. us. Um so they make their way down there, and of course, now I did love the bouncing head with blood everywhere, you know, coming down into the commissary area where they were all at. I did like that, you know, coming from commercial break. I must have missed that. Yeah, I didn't see this. Are you kidding me? No. I like, there's a scene where they walk in there, and there's like seven or eight guys, and their blades, and it cuts to commercial. When they come back, there's a whole new group of guys, and one of the dude's heads is rolling down there with blood coming out of it, and it was pretty freaking cool. Honestly, I thought this was a bad edit. I, when I first saw it, I was like, hold up, came back from commercial. They're already done with the first guys, I guess, yeah. because I just, it was just kind of choppy to me. I did not see the head roll. Dude, and the head roll was cool. It was all good up, because like, it, it, was, it was CG. Don't get me wrong, but like they did a really cool job of the blood coming out as it was rolling. from Like when the head landed... It would have caused a blood splat here right. and then rolled and a little dribble and then landed. You know what I mean? Like the blood looked really, really good. Okay. You know, the way it was done. So I was really impressed with that. Now there's some other parts later where the blood is absolutely horrendously done, but we'll get to that in a minute. But so we see him all down there. And so two on 30, because you know, he has 30. Kill mm. Bill volume three. Yes. <laughs> right here in my notes. What does it say? Kill, Kill Bill, Bill again. 
Okay, we literally are doing leg sweeps with a sword. Yes, and taking as many limbs as you can imagine. And everywhere. I loved it. I loved every second. Every of single second of this. I mean, this Kill Bill. That was one of my favorite all-time fight scenes in the in, you know in that uh, bar parlor wherever mm-hmm. they were. Where he just you know just taking limbs right and left, right and left. <laughs> and that's and so, what I imagine this sword doing the entire. Yeah, time. it's just a giant lop off. You know. <laughs> So I thought that was pretty cool. Great throwback to Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. You know, blood's flying everywhere. We have limbs going left yeah, and right. I'm I mean, screaming. At it the was really, really cool. Really, this was actually my second favorite part of the entire episode. Was just them that whole fight scene mm-hmm. and just one after another, one after another. And then you could see Baji run and do his amazing somersault midair, side flip, whatever you want to call it. And like I said, he lost seventy pounds midair and came and back down. It. Seventy pounds reappeared. I love um, him with this little short, like I said, fat sword. You know what I mean? Yes. Man, he is doing work with that thing. Oh, yeah. It looked like a machete, you know, just a heavier-duty machete. Yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet, you know. Um, and I love what they've done with his fighting style is is that it fits his physique. Mm-hmm. That's when He's in close. It's a lot of elbows. Yeah. You know, forearms. Right. Back fists and stuff no, like that. I mean, I'm just so happy they didn't... You know, and to me, his little side flip, I didn't need to see that. I mean, just, you know, I thought it was cool, but I'm just like, that just doesn't fit his character. No. It doesn't. Like you almost kind of want to see him, like, struggle in, like, those things. Yeah, really. I would have rather him see him do a, a tummy roll, you know, as he goes down, you know, do a do a full head over, full roll across the <laughs> yeah, ground and come back like a... Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, like, completely fall. Like, not even, like, a roll, <laughs> like, he's ready, he just trips. And I don't mean that to be insulting because of weight. I just think it would have been more plausible and actually cool because yeah. it, it would fit his fighting style. I imagine, literally, if he just went head first and rolled on his back and came right back on his feet and was into a full... <laughs> I mean, I thought it. I mean, yeah, it is Kung Fu Panda to be funny, but I mean, that would have been more yeah. plausible, realistic, and cool versus the 70 losing pounds. 70 pounds in midair, doing slipped and coming back down. You know, because like you said, all his hand, all his combat was hand to hand. I mean, mm-hmm. very, every, ever uses his foot, our feet, our legs, whatever you want to call it, everything was whoop, whoop in your hands and the whole nine yards. So and he brought back nunchucks. He did. I thought that was pretty neat. After taking a whap to the hand. Yes. Which would have, I would have just like gave up right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. It's like, I don't know about y'all, but. Just roll over the like physique, said, fetal a position. Good, good whap to the hand. and yeah. uh, It's I, not, it's that right here on top of the hand mm-hmm. where all the veins and the tendons are and the Basically, bones. your hand hurts for a month. Yeah. Anything oh you do with your fingers God. and digits. Yeah. I mean, it hurts to grab your junk Call to take a piss. I mean, can't wipe an ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be terrible. Yes. Uh, I'm aiming on that because I have crushed my hand like that before and it is sucks. It only requires the slightest amount of pressure and it hurts terrible bad. Yeah. We all played football. You always get on the ground it's and somebody stomps, you. stomps yeah. your damn With hand. Cleats. Yeah, With just, cleats. Uh, Son Ugh. of a bitch. Like the Ugh. only thing worse than that is the person stepping on your toes. Oh, uh, I've had that. Yeah. I have many an ingrown toenail to prove uh, that. Yes, amen to that. Um, so Baji does his fight scene. We got the nunchucks and, you know, which I really like the end nunchuck fight scene where he's fighting the four people and the camera's giving us like a full frontal view. Yeah. yeah it's almost was, like a sky, a side scroller. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> and if you remember, this was actually from an earlier preview in the season. I thought we had already seen this. I scene. thought we'd already seen the scene already, but no, this was the actual one from a preview many, mm-hmm. many episodes ago. And I thought it was pretty cool. It was realistic. Good job. And so on. And, so Sonny busts up into the barbershop, and there's Vale, and we get this passionate, 
I'm not going to speak. I'm just going to attack them lips. Here I am. You know, did not like this music or this scene at all. I, I, I like the Baji shows up. Um, I like the door the, kick. The, the the music was this was questionable. Very eighties. Kenny uh, G. No, it was it was Michael like Bolton. I, I, How dare you bring in these saints and compare them to what was played? I mean. In <laughs> I was yeah. just waiting for an 80s porn to break out. Oh, oh God. man. <laughs> you got he went there. So he just pulls out like a mustache out of nowhere. Oh, and it just grows instantly. <laughs> just grows it on. Dingy hole too. Oh. Oh. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, guys. Just bleed too Yeah. I'm putting How it in the How the hell did we get to our porn <laughs> on the end of the bad <laughs> Yeah, well, the whole deal. I mean, the, the kicking the door in. And then he goes to there and lays one on her like that. And my wife was, I was like, so bad, babe. And he's just like, mm, geez. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You know, like you said, I mean, <sighs> I just, I didn't hate it, but I just didn't think it came across well. Let's put no. it that way. I mean, I think everybody was really happy to see them reunite and stuff like that. But think about this though. The one positive here is what would you have said that could have made the scene better? Him not speaking, best decision ever. Yes. Oh, no, I agree. Like I said, emotions aren't his strong suit. So I agree with the fact that it was just a silent embrace. Yes. Uh, I could have done without music. I yeah, done. really, if anything, it could have been... Qu- I think he cut the Here's music the other thing, too, is that he went straight for the kiss. Mm-hmm. To me, this is like the friend super embrace hug, and then it leads to the, the kiss. No. <laughs> we got the Maverick and Goose <laughs> high five. <laughs> It's like good to see you, babe. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, no. like you run each other, get you a hug, and you know you're alive, and then it leads to a kiss. No, I was okay with him going straight for a kiss. Just, I mean, dirty dancing all of a sudden, just like <laughs> spin her around. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, about you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dance fight, my anger out. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Baji shows up. Great I mean, intro. Yeah, great intro. The, the big know. like belly. Yeah, I mean. Belly bump. Uh, yeah, he, this he, was Kung Fu Panda. Yes, it really was. Yes, and so we meet like I'm, we're gonna say the sidekick or the, the new regent or whoever. You know, we'll call him Timmy. Probably the worst <laughs> line. <laughs> like, I don't want to call him sidekick because I hated that line from yeah, Baji. Yes, I hate sidekicks. Yeah, gay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I, I know it. That was a uh, terrible line. God, it was terrible. Uh, but but it led to something great with the whole scissor yes. conversation. It did, it did. You know, that's the one positive here in that whole situation is that you the know, fight of course, scene was meh. The fight scene was all right. It they gave that meh. guy way too much credit. Yeah. It really did. I to mean, me, he been that dead. should have been the yeah. gray haired jalope that's up there with the flat shovel death. You know, because he would have been see that. No. Sorry. Well, no, it was like that would have been more believable of him getting up. After like he threw yeah, through the table me. and stuff. So here's the deal: you take gray headed jalope that died up there with the flat shovel. You down here, and he's got them little daggers, right? And that would be super cool if you see Baji being able to make you know disarm mm-hmm. or go through like that, maybe get cut a little bit, and make it where that kind of situation. And you don't even have to have you get rid of the sidekick. And that whole scene becomes improved because this is this is Quinn's right hand man from the, the whole season, minus the last three or four episodes. But this new guy hasn't earned. Yeah, he, does, time. he yeah. doesn't have a screen cred on the uh, screen cred. You want to put it that way? <laughs> That's what I'll call it. And screen, uh, screen cred. Yeah. yeah, and so that right there, exactly. So he he's just an average Joe 
He's, you know, he's fluff like anybody else who got his head cut off earlier. Yeah, you don't even have a name tag. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, don't put him in there as like, this is a formidable foe for Baji. He just took on four dudes with nunchucks yeah. by himself. Yeah, and this is one of the regular dudes. So, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, we needed the Jalope, gray-headed Jalope out there. I think there. that would have worked out a lot better. It would have been better for the scene. You know, you know honestly. You needed the fuzzy-haired guy who dies, from, you know. From the you know, glass to the throat, out there with the shovel to the head. I think they just forgot that they made him the right hand man, and then three or four episodes happen. They're like, oh, "No, I'm God. telling you, Homeboy did something. He pissed in somebody's Cheerios to yeah. just be killed off screen like that, or he had some other mission that Quinn put him on, and they put all this film and everything into it, and they just had to cut it out because they're like, yeah, we just don't have enough screen time for you, whatever you did.' But I just don't see that either. Yeah, I think this guy must have been a pain in the ass to work with. I mean, something must have happened. Somebody tell me. If you were on the set, cast, crew, whatever, (laughs) what did this guy do? I mean, he drop a log and set it on fire by the director's door? I mean, what did that happen? I mean, (laughs) fire in the hole. (laughs) Did he upper deck the director? (laughs) I mean, well, honestly, that that would get you more screen time. Because it's bad enough you take him off screen, but when you do bring him back, you kill him with a flat (laughs) shovel. I mean... That's just as bad as him like tripping and breaking his neck on a branch. I mean, it's almost as insulting. I think it's more insulting. <laughs> I, I think it definitely is. By a woman. <laughs> oh, God. 137 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> well, well, she. I mean, she did just dig a grave, so. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty jacked up right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her veins are popping out. You I know, know what I mean? Uh, well, she <laughs> obviously has brute strength. Yes. <laughs> she's digging in hard clay with a flat shovel. <laughs> yes. Specimen, yeah. Know? Not to mention, it's snowing, yeah. except for this area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, none of that. And you so know we're what? talking about hard, cold earth. I was going to say, ground's a lot colder when it's hard, and I ain't seen no rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of problems here. Basically, Lydia's She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> How have we managed to get back to this scene? I don't know. I'm just trying to tell you, it's a bad scene. All right, yeah. so they so Baja gets knocked into the glass. You get to see his forehead go through the blinds and everything. And so you see him grabbing for a piece of glass, and then he does this kind of like, oh, you can move with his hand out in the glass, you know. Please don't pantomime that. No. <laughs> and uh, and all of a sudden, the guy just starts grabbing his throat and blood going everywhere. Um, I was waiting to cool. see this Caesars. Caesars? Caesars <laughs> in his back. Almost, you know, like I'm saying, they, like they yeah. both did the same move. Yin yanged each other, though. Right. Because I was expecting for him to turn around, you know, making jokes, and you see it sticking out of his back or something. But ends up in his side. I, I really thought the location was off of the scissor wound. And I think the only reason they did it right there is to make it plausible he could survive it. Because, you know, I don't know them like scissors I, were in deep. Put it in the back, then. Don't put it in his... Don't put it in near organs. Look, the bottom line is, dude, There's it, a lot it, of they would have had to go another foot and a half before it got to anything vital. Yeah. I'm like, and when he was in his fun pack... <laughs> I mean, this is still a cheeseburger right there. Clearly blocked. All it did was pierce last night's steak, if you know what I'm saying. We're not talking steaks out here. Uh, Uh, I mean, that's all I'm saying is is that, you know. But I I love the dialogue after the the stabbing. Like, that seemed the most relatable thing on the show that I've ever... Because that's exactly what... Scissors? Are you kidding me? Really? (laughs) Really? After everything, this is what gets me? All right, so let's talk about... Worst death ever. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was just sitting there how being about, like, how do I explain this? Why don't I tell everybody I got stabbed by? Because it's not going to be scissors. How, how do you, all right. How about the blood hitting the ground? Because it uh, was copious amounts yeah, of blood like, from this scissor wound to the, which like don't bottles get of blood. Now, this scissor is still in him now. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't pulled it out where it's a gaping hole or wound. 
I'm talking, it's like a funnel that's yeah. coming out. Like, you know, his catheter is leaking or Every something. Step he takes, it pumps out a little bit. Like big it, hole just like. I mean, it was just, it's copious <laughs> amounts. A handful <laughs> just thrown <laughs> out. Really, I mean, um, so if you're bleeding that bad when it's stuck in you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you got to pull that out. Da, 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 da. I mean, you're going to be a sieve. You yeah. know, I mean, it's going to be like a, it's a pump coming out, you know? So that's kind of curious. I just thought it was a little excessive on the amount of blood hitting the floor. When he sat down, I was totally expecting Vale just to sew him up. You and me both. Yep. I was like, he's going to be cool. Vale come in and save him. You know, totally predictable. Of course, the bombs go off. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, well, never mind. Bot's just dead as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, they so- kept doing this thing with Baji with his breathing. Where he's like breathing his last breaths and they're like panning out from the camera and it's like, <gasps> and then they, it would still keep panning and you don't hear any more breaths and it's like, oh, no way. Yeah, I know yeah. it. You know, he's like so much for saving the world. You know, who's going to do it now? Okay. So, there's some cool little lines here that kind of gives him intrigue. That's where you find out his real intentions. Well, right. maybe. Well, you, well you, at least you understand that yeah. good intentions, bad path. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, you know, the road to hell is paved in good intentions. You know what I mean? Right. The, well, I mean, the old adage. Like I said on Facebook was, I thought they painted him as like the main character of a spaghetti Western to where he has his mission, which we now know is to save the world. And he's going to do some bad things along the way. He's a great character. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? He doesn't, he doesn't play in the black and white. He's in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he, he rides the fence. That's just right. the bottom line. Um, so like you said, pans away, Quinn walks in, I mean, not Quinn, uh, Sonny walks in, there's Quinn with the baby and kabloomy, yeah, you know, blows the joint up. This is the worst rigged place for explosives that we've ever seen in our lives. Like <sighs> if this was supposed to bring it down, why were we worried about this? Um, cause he got right outside. I mean, wasn't really issue. I don't know what the bombs were for. <sighs> I thought they other were, than like, other than a distraction, because well, to you, create you a new set piece, you can't seal them in. Because what are you, what are you doing with Henry then? He's so important. Well, maybe he had an alternate exit, but I don't know. Like, now we know why none of his men. I know it. I mean, I'm just kind of like bombs I mean, were useless. Really, basically, it was a just to make a Lydia scene to me. Yeah, yeah, a Lydia scene, and or just as a single distraction for their encounter with Henry. I mean, he he, you know, he gets in. He's in a compromised position. He hits the bombs, grabs his sword, and they go to they go to fighting. And then you end up out the window, and so on. What's amazing is because that blew out everything, but then they flew through some windows that weren't broken yet. Hmm. I hadn't figured that part out. Completely either. lackluster and <laughs> missed the entire point of this. Yeah. So the bombs were uh, blow. You know, just bleh. who cares? Totally overshadowed. Uh, then for the next six minutes, some of the best hand-to-hand and weapon fighting of the entire series yeah really went all out Two everything looked really good swords. everything looked really really good everything looked real plausible there wasn't there was no like super aerial moves that were like are you kidding me well, well not everything was, was plausible these I, i'm talking about like what i'm saying is is like there wasn't a 30 foot sky kick from you know 27 well, feet away i mean quinn did pull a double foot kick that threw sunny from Mortal Kombat. Whoa, 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 whoa. What Quinn I'm saying is that bounce back. What I'm saying down. is is an aerial move that broke physics. Exactly. 
this don't get wrong now. Now Sonny getting kicked and literally going through thirteen, you know, thirteen walls like Superman and landing us there and just forget him flying. I'm just talking about Quinn's double yeah. kick and he comes down on his feet. He would have fallen straight on his ass or flying backwards. Yeah, um, equal. Or, oppo- yeah, I learned equal, opposite reaction. Equal and opposite reaction. Um, so yeah, so rule of cool, I guess. Whatever. Um, so he gets kicked, and I'm gonna guess we're at least thirty feet away now. Are we going to agree with that? Yeah. Ballpark? Good good ways away. Good ways away. To the point where Quinn pulls the sword up and puts up the veil and basically gets ready to lop her head off with the baby in tow. Cold-blooded SOB. Yes. Right here. Sonny's able to regain consciousness, take his seven-foot sword that has rings on it, and throw it perfectly to where it impales him from behind. Luckily not searing Henry's face right off. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk about the location that the sword went through. All right. Straight through his heart, as far as I could tell. From what I could tell, it either hit the heart or it pierced a lung right next to it. From what I could tell, it was eating up half of his chest because um, this is not just a sword. The bottom line is, he's two dead. vital organs yeah. wherever he hit. No matter what, one or the other, he's on the ground, either dead or coughing up enough blood. <laughs> <laughs> to, be <dead. laughs> to be dead very quickly. First off, just imagine the damage pulling those rings through your body. Um, yes. Just, flip, 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 flip. Yeah. Like, just pulling anal beads through your body. Just oh, <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't going to go. There. I'm done. I'm done. Y'all finish, y'all finish uh, up. <laughs> this, this visual of anal beads. <laughs> the, the new rage. Okay. So he pulls this sword out. And they go back to battling by getting into an aerial, going up to this next level under some rubble, having some more fighting, going back at it. And Sonny does this backwards move to impale him for the second time. And this is through the stomach region. Yeah. A little less vital, I guess. Um, Probably it's only your spine in half. It's but. your small intestines, your big <laughs> intestines, your liver, your gallbladder, you know, and your stomach are all, as well as your bladder. So yeah. you're, you're just re- releasing everything as you go. Your spinal cord's back there somewhere, too. <laughs> yeah. um, and Quinn, you know, he falls. And so Sonny jumps down, doesn't check the body. You know, well, I mean, in fairness, to, to me, my wife's like, you know, he's still alive. Go finish him off. Put something in him. Da, da, da. I was like, whoa, baby, whoa, whoa. Okay, <laughs> he just got impaled left. twice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it is very plausible. My man is dead. It's not okay. very plausible. He, he's dead. Like, yeah, I mean, so, this shouldn't even be a question. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right before this, you now he when he loses his sword later, he pulls his two sides out. We got Michelangelo going here. And we get to that's use Raphael. Raphael, yeah. Yeah, garbage heap. I know it. God, that's terrible. Dumpster fire here. Or was Ooh. it Melina from Mortal Kombat? Was it Melina? Don't even. Don't. Just Raphael. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> most you're, most famous size there are. That's correct. That's true. And he he's able to catch the loops of the sword with this. You know, thought that was pretty cool. That yep. that the loops of the swords actually had purpose on screen, other than just looking cool on the sword. Oh, and gets him in the ribs. With the other side. Yes, he does. Nasty blow. Mm. With a d- blunt, dull side. So, Sonny has already had an arrow to the chest, yep. size to the ribs, um, one through the thigh. One through the leg, yeah. Kicked 30 feet, take us out walls. <laughs> chest. <laughs> chest. You know, his chest has had a beating. You know, he's had some poisons <laughs> and had some giant needles stabbed into it for Baji and everything else. 
And so, you know, he's a trooper. And uh, Well, I mean, no, he, he fails as a trooper compared to what Quinn. Yeah, I mean, Quinn is you know, so. the ultimate, you know. And so, anyway, so we have this you know, embrace moment and so on. And then so he grabs Vale and he goes, you know, who's it going to be? You know, Henry or Vale and, and so on. Um, was not expecting this one to be alive. Yes. Here we have the worst scene of the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Oh, God, I know it, man. I was just... Um, so, not only that, it was technically flawed. Horrifically. Right. He is holding the, the thigh up to her throat. Yes. Under right. her chin. It's right under her jawline. Yeah. Okay? And she... It's like, just get him out of here. It's going to be okay, blah, blah, blah. So then, on camera, she stabs right through her collarbone into his neck area, okay? No, it was through her chest into his chest. Right. Well, from the first shot angle, the side went through a collarbone. I watched it and paused it, slow-moed it and everything. Because I was like, wait a minute. Because then the very next scene, it shows her chest have a hole in it. That's what I'm saying. When you when you see it pull apart from you know her from him, it's through her heart basically into his heart, but it's only into his chest by an inch, maybe, 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 maybe. If anything, it tickled him. Yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> you see him pull apart. You see how much is yeah. out of her back, and it's barely anything. You just were impaled twice with a enormous sword that had anal beads. I mean, hooks on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, this little thing is what drops him. I'm just this was it pissed me off. Horrifically, and I'm telling you, you watch back. Her entry point was the collarbone, mm-hmm. and then the next scene, it's down in her chest. Just well, tell me why that. this why? was the option. Yeah, well, I mean, she anything- suffered so much throughout the season by being down in this cage the entire time, and then she gets repaid by this. If you're already planning on dying and willing to die for this. Try to fight out of it. Just karate chop an arm or something. Break loose. Distract him for a second. So Sonny can tear his head off. Not only that. Just wait a few seconds. He's probably gushing blood from these (laughs) massive wounds. That he'll probably just die from exanguation right there. Sonny, just hang on a second. (laughs) Hold, honey, hold. Please, Quinn. Another second. Quinn, let's talk. (laughs) We can talk this out. No more talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting cold in here. I only have one yeah. lung of air. <laughs> so my eyes got lots of blood in it. Yeah. Uh, is, is, that, is that blood or are you just happy that I'm here? Like, it's, it's stinging a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with it. I mean, technically wrong on multiple fronts. She stabbed herself with the collarbone. And they made it into her heart, which doesn't make sense. But and it's under her that, throat. Yeah. It's in her chin. Yeah. But she stabbed it through her collarbone and then it shows it through her chest it ends up and and gets and tickles him an inch into his shirt all right so we've seen this before die hard yeah he does this yeah Yeah, no it's die hard four four, where he shoots through his own wound and kills live free or die hard or something yeah Yeah, it was the edited one where he literally shoots a hole through his chest right there into the guy behind him and he's fine just a flesh wound yeah. My shoulder blade is disintegrated. Oh, yeah. That whole bone back there, there's nothing there. And so basically my shoulder looks like a limp noodle from now on. You know? Yeah. You'll never lift that arm again. But but still. Cool effect. 
a, a point blank blaze of fire bullet goes through you right there. Okay, here's the next part. Okay, how thick do you think the human body is right there? Not only men, because if she's going through a heart, we're, we're talking pretty close to the bosoms, okay? All right, from that chest region, so we're talking about the entire rib canal, capacity, right? I'm going to say at best, you get the skinniest, eight, eight to inches. 10 inches. Yeah. 18 inches. Okay, how many wounds did she have in her chest? Was it one or three? Because you remember, a sigh has three points. Yeah. But it only goes up to the middle point, though. But, uh, right. that's what but how long is that middle point of the sigh? I mean, it's long, but that's what I'm saying. It went through her, and there was only about an inch poking out the other end. I hand. know it, but that's the whole deal. Like for it to be even close to being fatal to healing him, she would have three holes. Oh, I I completely agree. Yeah, that was just that wasn't the case though. Failure across the board, complete failure. And you killed Vale. So and like, you killed Vale. All this to get her the family back, and you know, murder suicide. Yeah, and now we're. <laughs> Left thinking like, wow, Sonny's going to have a baby. You know, the funny thing is just like we had some comments on Facebook, which were some great stuff. A lot of it was good theory stuff, but I got to look at the name. And they were like, you know, she was talking about like, all I can think about is who's going to feed the kid now? You know, the bosoms have been penetrated and she's dead. You know what I mean? (laughs) You still pump a few good ounces. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a little little red, but you know, before you you pile the rocks on her. Go drop her blouse and get a last suckle. I'm just saying, <laughs> you are wrong. Man. Put the pump on them bad boys. Oh. <laughs> that milk's gonna be cold real soon. Oh. <laughs> we just lost half our listenership. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, she's just over there. Oh, the pump's broke. I'm gonna be help you. Oh, somebody's gotta do this. <laughs> yeah, you're rolling your sleeves. Up. It's a rough job. <laughs> Whatever. No, no, Sonny. I won't let you do this. <laughs> All right, so you see Sonny go back, and Baji's not... Yeah, y'all are sick, by the way. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Baji's mysteriously disappeared from the chair, and he's gone. And then Sonny makes his way out and goes ahead and does the fastest rock barrel, uh, you know, a veil. And again, well, I mean, the, there's the, no cold air. The, the baby was, was completely dug. cool with this stranger holding him the entire time. Okay, I mean, the hole was already dug, so... <laughs> He had another flat shovel. <laughs> this didn't take him any time. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, like you said, <laughs> I can't even focus. <laughs> he, he had a spoon. He yeah. got through this earth, no problem. Yeah. He's the fork. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize the area was <laughs> rocky like it was, you know, either. But anyway, so we had the moment here. Again, no, no breath, no nothing. And he walks off into a really extra lit woods and, you know, on we go. And then we get Baji. You know, riding on gangster on the motorcycle um, through the what looks to be the Ireland country land, you know. Um, yeah, this looks like the cliffs of yeah. Ireland. Mm-hmm. And uh, comes up to this... Um, micro castle. Micro, pretty well done CG little castle with, you know, the antennas on it and stuff like that. You know, because, like I said, I've watched it several times and, you know, and you can see the little bitty parts where you can tell it was CG, which is fine because, I mean, it was still really well done. <laughs> And then we get into this whole part, and I don't—I really want y'all's opinion on this. He takes this book in there, okay, and What's sets the, the book down, it? slides the compass into it, and it points to one of the symbols. Mm-hmm. And so he takes this man-made fancy machine, I guess, of whatever. Turns it to yellow. Turns it to yellow, turns it to green, it turns it to red. You know, and because this compass is just giving him directions. Yeah. 
And, and what looks to be, I guess, the SOS call to Azra? It's basically a game of Simon. Yellow. Red. <laughs> green. <laughs> Blue. Yeah, it, all it is is SOS signal being broadcasted. Yeah. Um, Which, not even sure how he thought to hit those buttons or know to go there. Well, that's the other thing I had a question about is like, like, you know, I was talking to my wife and we were sitting thinking about it. It's like, man, he just opens the book and just knows what he's supposed to do. Like, he's been there and done that before. Like, the compass was the missing piece for him to be able to do what he needed to do. And, like, he had all that knowledge already. And, like, the widow seems to think he already knows how to decipher the whole book. Like, yeah, so I either. Think he, I think he did know how to decipher the book already. Right. And so, just the, again, just a little more sprinkles of information about Vaji we're not sure about and so on. Um, there was no scissors in his gut, you nope. know, um, didn't see much blood on his shirt. They didn't, focus no ill on effects it. or anything. So, no, you know, like I said, like Jake said, you know, he stabbed a cheeseburger as you know, the death of a whopper, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, he saw stabbing was not an efficient way of killing people. So, right. a kebab. Um, <laughs> a um, and then, you know, he just sits there and you know, you hear the distress signal and then credits roll. Um, where is this going? You know, obviously Azra is the yeah the next part of the chapter here, but we've lost two of my favorite characters on the show. I mean, Quinn and it was Vail. the best, the perfect enemy, and the whole nine yards. And you know, I think we can pretty much say he's good to go. Yeah, which, and I mean, there wasn't much left that Quinn could do, unfortunately. Yeah, I and mean, so I mean, that made sense. Yeah, and so are we to believe that Widow now becomes the main bad guy, or are we going to have a whole new development? I think a whole new development with the Widow being a frenemy. A frenemy, I like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's just the best way I can think of it happening. I don't know what's going to happen yet. I mean, the distress signal is obviously a major component. You You could even consider the fact that, you know, the Badlands keep having their little battle with the Widow and whoever and stuff like that. And then just all of a sudden, super surprise, the rest of the world comes. You know what I mean? Well, that's the whole deal. It, it kind of makes... the military me, comes? Yeah, well, here's my thing. It makes me think that um, it's like, it's not... What's that that movie that just came out that just several of them, you know, it wasn't Hunger Games, it was the other one. You know, oh, uh, divergent. Yeah, you know, Runner. where they have their own little. There's a community there, but it was all an experiment from something bigger and better. Maze Runner. You know, no, it was divergent. You know what I mean? That was I the, never watched those anyway, movies. They're you know in the spoiler alert towards <laughs> the end of the last one. They you know you realize that the community they've been fighting for and all this stuff like that was actually just a an experiment for a much larger community to see how humans react when they were given such certain stimuluses. And so it makes you wonder is like this Badlands thing is it's one thing, but it's just a micro of the whole deal. Cause like you said, all we know is that what's Badlands and what's, what's past it, but you know, they've never shown us or talked about much what is past it other than the mines and people at the wall. You know what I mean? So I think this, this Azra thing is nothing more than where we go from here. I don't think that we ever revisit much of anything to do with what we've already discovered. 
I don't think we have to worry about the new barons. I don't think we have to worry about much of anything else. I think it's all about Azra getting our powers back, understanding the origin, where people have come from, how this is all, this is all about learning where we came from and how, why we are where we are. So do you think the river King has anything to play with it? Anymore? I thought the river or? King would become a player, you know? Um, Cause I mean, I still feel like he's, Hasn't been played yet. Like I feel like he's going to make a comeback. I'm with for some you. Reason. I'm totally with you. Um, I'm just really curious now, since they didn't go that direction. Yeah, there was maybe a he's theory. their there way was, to Azura. Maybe. maybe there was a real you know like cool theory with us on social media. One of our fans that was like, you know, the River King is going to become the next big bad. Mm-hmm. That you know, there and somehow he's going to become key to what they need to do. You know and. That's going to become the problem. I mean, I think that could happen if they need a boat to get to Asgard. Right. And so, do we think that Widow is going to become an ally? Because the, her goal is to, you know, what the book or Azra can do for their powers? You know what I mean? I'm just, they've left, they've just kind of blown open the entire possibility of where the story goes with no clear direction. They have. And, like, do you feel like her and Sonny's relationship can still be fixed by just that conversation? I think it can. Like, I think if they just sit down. It's possible. I'm just really wondering where Sonny's going to do now. That, I mean, what does his character bring to the table now that it's just him and a baby? I don't know. Who's I mean, it's just an if it. Who's his enemy now? He doesn't have an enemy. Well, his, his they got to go get MK. they got to go MK. You know. But, but Baji's on his own. He's, he, he threw the deuces. He went to well, go. for now. Yeah. He, did, he fulfilled his task. Right. He's like, well, I'm going to help you get your family back, and then we'll go get MK. And then he got on the bike and went and called Azra. It makes no sense. I, I, don't, I don't know. There's, I don't know. There's, as soon as they they get you know guide you in this direction, they blow it open by this character doing something different. And they do this, and they blow it up by going that way. You know, and it's just like, all right, right now we have Widow and MK back at her place, and they're going to try to figure out how to do their powers together. Okay, but she doesn't have the book, and it's not deciphered for them to be able to do it. So they're just sitting there and wait. So then you have Tilda's gone with Odessa. No idea where they've gone. No clue. And then you have Sonny. He's off in the woods with a baby. And possibly Lydia. Possibly. Lydia could be the only person that could possibly... I could see Sonny ending up with a baby and Lydia at the totem nights. You know, that could be a possibility. Something that helps take care of the... You know, I, He's got to find refuge for him and the baby. You know what I mean? That's the bottom line. You know, he can't be... I'm on a mission, badass no. clipper from now on. Because like part of the problem I see is we can't really skip ahead in time. Like there's no logical way to do that. Well, I could skip, skip away ten with- years and Henry's, you know, olding and he was a young clipper. But not with MK and <laughs> yeah. the widow. I agree. Like so they kind of pitted themselves in a hole to where I don't know what they're gonna do. Because having Sonny having a baby, that's a big problem. An albatross. Yeah. Like you, they they should have killed Henry as well. To me, it's almost like Sonny is going to become not the main character. Yeah, that's why I said I think Baji's going to sneakily become the main character of this show. I mean, it's possible. I, I, I just it's very curious where they're going with this. So I'm not real, real sure. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with this was you never had like a fulfilled moment. Like you never had like a moment where you felt the story well, yeah. wrapped up. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, um, Angie said us like that. She felt like the story was written with the possibility of this is how we're going to end it because we're not sure if we're going to be renewed. Do y'all get that vibe at all? Like this could be like the, this could this say have been the end of end if it wasn't renewed? 
Maybe, but like they just didn't solve nearly enough questions for this to be an okay. We might not have a third season. I mean, I mean realistically, I mean, like I said, Baji got what he wanted, and he leaves you the mystery of Azra. The up in the so, air is the widow and MK. Yeah, the other ones are there. Can you know you could almost say okay, that's all right. They can leave you with the mystery of what Azra really was. Because I, I, I would not be fulfilled with Baji. Like you, you oh, could yeah. say he completed his mission, but there's so much that. Like, does he know Azra? Like, does he or did he know the book? Because, like you said, like he didn't feel like he should have. But yeah, and so like I don't think that they did well with Baji. I mean, Sunny was the only one that they really kind of clipped. You know, made you feel like okay, like his story could be done. I wish that they had ended with a bigger intrigue of what's happened next. Just the SOS was not enough for me. Just for me. Yeah, because we don't even know if it was an SOS. Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, that could be, he could have sent a distress call or not like a, a yeah, hey guys, you need to run. Well, I, that's why I stopped at the end. <laughs> I was like, no, distress is going to be SOS. So Probably like, no, be it's like, like a, a beam me up, Scotty, you know, bring, you know, pick me up here, you know, I don't know. But, no, I, mean, I, I like the SOS thing because it leaves up for so many possibilities. Just don't tell me the whole purpose of the book was just to do a distress signal. Well, no, it looked like it was like a single chapter. Yeah, but it had a slot for this compass to fit no, into. I understand that. Jake's saying like you could flip the next page and that compass is going to do something else. At least, is that correct? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. What's crazy to me is is that it had that huge slot for this compasses to fit into, and that the holes were that hole in that book was never shown or discovered. As many times we saw people handling it and flipping through it. Maybe it needs to be in the presence of the compass. The the hole creates itself. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, maybe it was there. Maybe I just don't remember from the first season maybe if they showed so. it. All right. So one of our viewers asked us about what did we think of the season overall? Ten episodes and con- you know all together. Um, it's like I could give it like a seven episodes out of ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like there was a couple bad ones in a row. And then one mediocre out there. Well, I feel like it was like the first six or seven were super strong. And then like we had like a I two episodes. I think the first low. five were strong. I think, yeah, five or six because we had two duds in a row, remember? Yeah. I thought it was like six and seven were like, what the, <laughs> you know, I'm no, not positive I think, on numbers. I think it was seven and eight and then well, nine, I know nine and were stronger. Nine was awesome. Yeah, I yeah. think the last two were good. I think, yeah, I think it was seven and eight that were a little lackluster i don't know yeah and so like, i mean i would probably give it like a 8.6 you know i mean i would give it a really high how would you compare it to the first season you can never compare a season to the first season of an amc show well sure you can <laughs> no, like, not, because they put so much effort into like well, six me wrong. i mean like stuff. there's no other better season of walking dead than season one and nothing ever come close to it so i mean i understand what you're saying yeah i mean i uh i, I mean don't get wrong i, I there are elements of season, of season two that I really did enjoy. I liked it sometimes they just blew up the chessboard and you didn't know which way it was going. I did like some of the stuff like that. Um, but there were some that it was kind of like, nah, you know. So, but there's more room for problems when you have more episodes too, you know. Um, I thought it was a really cool surprise to have Quinn brought back. I thought it was a really cool way to see him go out, you know, minus fail. And his tickling of the, you know, the well, I guess now that you brought back that we brought Quinn back, maybe he should have checked since Quinn apparently has an affinity to survive, survive impalings because I mean, he did get impaled the other time too. Yeah, you know? and so maybe <laughs> the I'm guy fall. has an iron chest. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's Wolverine incognito. You know, 
I think a lot of what season two did good was the callbacks to season one. I agree. You know, what season one did so well, and every time season two kind of mimicked that, mm-hmm. it was well again. Um, I love Baji as a character. I agree. The whole way. I enjoyed having him on the team. Um, I think MK was much stronger this season uh, as far as his acting went. It started slow, a little boring, but he got way better, I feel they like. Did. Um, so I think they improved on certain things. They missed, and it's easier to do when you have 10 episodes instead of six, on a few of the technical things that we yeah. they didn't miss on the first season. So it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but I got I to gotta give it to the second season probably because... Like I said, Baji is a character. You know, Quinn first season is amazing, so it's like tough on that. But at least they brought him back, and then you get a glimpse of the other Barons. But I was really hoping for more. Yeah, I was about. To I'm say, with you. This yeah. is one of the odd shows where you could say side characters died too soon, and we didn't get enough of side. Well, not only that, think about how many amazing and really cool characters we were introduced for one episode and never see again. Like Ava. I mean, I know we got her more than one episode, but... Yeah, I mean, there's that. Well, think about the guy who was at the checkpoint. You know, what was his name? You know, the guy who was going to get him a... There was a ton of them. Yeah, the guy at the mine. Um, the Queen's checkpoint. right-hand man. The Abbots. Yeah. I mean, there were so many cool characters that came and went so quickly. Mm-hmm. But yet, we met the Barons, and, you know, Chubby Knuckle, we only got a couple seconds with. We don't know what happened to the other Baron, you know, with the green jade outfit, and you know. And then Chow's still kicking. Yeah, uh, green I mean, dude and Chow are still alive. Right. And so, that was kind of interesting that those things are still in the air. I mean... I just felt like you showed this this really, really cool meeting with all these barons, and that was going to be a huge deal of this war. And it ended up being, here's a boxes full of heads, and oh, here's my head, and that's it. And only one yeah. of them actually got a fight scene. Yeah. Right. And so I felt like you set all this up. for you know, Ryder got all this in play, and it was a big deal, and it's all about being strategic, and you're testing the widow's you know, morals and what she was planning on doing and this other stuff and she got corrupted from it and it all ended in one next episode and it's over. And then went right back to, all right, well, it's Sunny, Winda, you know, the Widow and Quinn. Basically. And so I thought that was kind of like, all right, well, you, you know, you put all the spaghetti out here and you put just a little dabble of sauce and it's over. You know, that wasn't enough. And so I thought that was kind of strange that they didn't, you know, capitalize. I mean, you go through this effort to make your website to show these barons and their cool weapons and mm-hmm. they're all there, thing like that, and you give them almost zero screen time, minus Chow. And she still only got not two much. episodes. And she had one fight scene, and her region gets killed. That's it. And a couple solo scenes talking. I mean, you don't really get, you don't see Chubby Knuckles fight. I mean, no. you maybe does one move, and that's it. <laughs> you see a little bit. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, it was awful. So I mean, that's. That right there, you know what I mean. Now, second season that really things that did hurt me, the aerial kick by MK from thirty feet God, in the air, I'll never forget was a disaster. <laughs> the multiple, multiple Charlie Angel poses. Yes. Anytime slow motion posing, terrible. Do you idea. realize there was one in this last episode too? Because when Baji finished him off, he kind of went oh, I was imposed. Okay. I was okay with you. It. Forgot, you know, it was, he had the moment where he kind of chucked right there from the camera, gave the camera but a little he, look. He did it to himself yeah. though. 
It's when they look at each other is when it really gets disgusting. Yeah, I well, was okay with The only thing you didn't see here is, is that you didn't see the wind blowing through his hair in this moment because he doesn't have hair. I thought when I saw the beard kind of flapping in the wind or something right there and how to con I'm chucked all my popcorn on the floor. <laughs> okay. I, I don't don't do that. Okay. That that eighties Steven Seagal, you know, all that and oh, you know Steven Seagal. I mean Tiger Hart never slowed down the film. He only sped <laughs> up the film. Well they had to, and they had to disguise his gut as well, you know. Jesus. <laughs> I mean I'm just putting it out there. Take that crap out. You know, don't do the Charlie's Angels with the wind blowing and, like you said, the back-to-back and look at each other, you know. Like I said, a little hit or miss, but overall But see, so you season. didn't have that stuff in season one. But they had the years to perfect one season. True that. Six episodes. Mm. They had a year and a half to protect, do season two. Yeah, I understand that, but... Most people don't have that. Walking Dead, pulling stuff out every few months. Well, I mean... And look what they get. <laughs> do, you, do you really want to <laughs> Terrible example. <laughs> Terrible Jesus. example. Jesus. We'll edit oh that out yeah. uh, oh. for your own sake. <laughs> God. I know. I'm just putting it out there. That, you know, there was as many things as they did good. There was a lot of things that I wish they had not done, you know, in season two. That's fair. But for most shows, which have a terrible sophomore slump and end up getting canceled, this was a stronger second season than most shows we get. Right. Not to quote Walking Dead again, but you think of season two and you're like, <laughs> it's one of the worst seasons of television. And season three and season four. Oh, <laughs> I think they're still going. Yeah, really. Is the show still current? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> then Fear the Walking Dead and it's just, uh, <laughs> we have derailed. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> but no, I mean, think about like another show we covered, True Detective, season two. Season one was just so epic. absolutely amazing. Epic. That your expectations were so high going into season two. Into the Badlands came out as a total surprise. It was. It's like, hey, this was a really guilty pleasure, really cool show. So your expectations going into season two weren't that high. You you knew what you were going into. Right. So it, I feel like it met every expectation I basically had. I got you. You know, here's the other thing, too, is that <clears throat> what I worry about Into the Badlands is, is that it realistically it's a three or four season show and it's done just because I don't know how many times you can make a fight scene not seem redundant, considering as much as they've done. That is difficult to do because just, you, like, know, I mean, you can't settle into a simple fight scene anymore. I mean, example, I mean, God, I keep waiting for The Walking Dead, but how many times have we seen The Walking the zombies? I mean, there's just only so many ways you can kill zombies. And you know what I mean? And that's why the show is geared towards more of the drama of the people and you know the heartstring like that. They, they're going to have to really work into that to make this show more, you know, as a long last, in my opinion. Is they're going to have to, you know, it I mean, can't okay. be all fight, you know, the whole nine yards. I'm okay with an explosive, great four-season show, though. Like, I mean, Banshee. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm with that, you know. Stick with what works. Yeah. Just keep fighting. That's what I'm saying. You you watch the show because that's what you like. Yeah, well, that's what got me so interested in it is what they were able to achieve. But they're going to have to evolve the show. It can't so. just be fighting. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I, I don't think it's going to stick around if unless they evolve it some. I don't. I think no. they should avoid it. Just I, stick with what's working. You got a season two for a reason. You've been allowed a season three already for a reason. Sixteen episodes, season three. Yeah. Now. My thing is, is, that sounds more like 
a finale to me because they'll likely split this up. Eight yeah, eight. an eight and eight. eight and eight. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just felt like the six season is easier to do than the ten, so they kind of split the middle there. Right. Like we'll yeah. make eight episode seasons and make which a little, I'm thrilled about a little easier on the crew. Yeah, which I'm thrilled about. I think it'd be awesome. It probably was probably a necessity too. I mean, I can imagine it was pretty difficult to all these amazing set pieces and everything else and everything that was going on. Good you point. Know. So who knows? Well, guys, I hope y'all enjoyed the season as much as we did. I hope y'all enjoyed us uh, podcasting on it. I hate that uh, the season's over, um, but looking forward to season three. Um, you guys can always catch up with us on Ble- um, Bleed TV podcast, which is on you know Facebook and Twitter, and as well as on Gmail. Um, we get emails back and forth and chit chat all the time with all the folks and we really enjoy it. The next show we'll be potting, if I'm not mistaken, will be Preacher, um, which comes out, I believe June 25th and it has a unique intro where they do a new episode and the following day does an episode and then it goes into its weekly segment. And so our first pod for that stuff will probably be pretty interesting. Um, probably like a dual episode pod or something of that nature. Um, and we'll probably do a kind of a preview to kind of rehash what season one was and where it left off just so that everybody can be on the same point going forward. Um, (laughs) no need. That's a one (laughs) sentence answer. Everybody, everything you watched is pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's that's what's looked like on the horizon so you know be looking out for that and if you haven't watched preacher um you know and you just listened into badlands like that i highly encourage you to do you're talking about another show that has really cool visuals and unique characters and um kind of out there but just so much fun to watch way out there uh i probably should put a spoiler alert on the uh, wrap-up sentence (laughs) in hindsight (laughs) (laughs) yeah way to go (laughs) um anyway um Check it out. Be looking for us in June. And then shortly after that, we'll have Game of Thrones um, for its wonderful How weird is it that we're seven not episode season about Game of Thrones? I know it. I know it. <sighs> but anyway, guys, it has been fun. Uh, we really enjoyed this and looking forward to season three, as I said before. Hope you all as well. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next year.